Hello, folks. Our dear friends at the Rochester Museum of Fine Arts have a podcast. Please enjoy this episode of Off the Wall with Matt and Amy from the Rochester Museum of Fine Arts in Rochester, New Hampshire. Creative Guts will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Hi, my name is Hannah Hirsch, and you're listening to Off the Wall with Matt and Amy. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of Off the Wall with Matt and Amy. As we were listening back to the very first recording, we both noticed that we had a little audio issue in the very beginning of the episode. So we are coming back and kind of cutting some of that out. In Hannah's first answer, you will hear a bit of that, but I assure you that it does go away after just a few seconds. So we are going to just re-record that first question. But as we were talking some more, we also realized that Amy and I never actually said hello to each other or introduced each other or anything. So (laughs) So, uh, we're not broadcasters. We're art people. So we're going to do the best that we can. Stick with us. And hopefully by the second episode, we have some of this stuff down. But I'm going to go ahead and cut back to the recording of our first episode. And the first question that was asked of Hannah Hirsch was, what can we expect to see from your exhibit in the Carnegie Gallery? People can expect to see a variety of um, abstract paintings that kind of coincide with woodworking in a certain way. My, my work is really like at the intersection of abstract painting and sculpture um, without necessarily being like a, it's still a two-dimensional piece, but the, I, I do not paint within the confines of a canvas very much anymore. It's, you know, more rare. Um, so they can expect to see some loud, colorful, brightly fun shaped pieces. They seem really organic to me. And just from looking at your process online and following you, it's really interesting to me how you're like, okay, let's figure out what the edges are for Mm -hmm. this painting, where I feel like other artists are like, okay, this is the size of my canvas, this is where I have. Mm -hmm. So to me, they seem organic in that way. So like, just a little bit on the mechanics, like you are literally cutting the edges of the paintings with a saw along the lines that you have drawn? Yep. Um, So that's actually a question I get all the time is like, what what comes first, the yeah. painting or the cutting? And for me, uh, for me, it's definitely almost always the painting. Um, from that point on, it's sort of like a reductive process of cutting away. Most of the time, I'm just cutting away wood that I haven't painted, and I'm cutting the shape out. Mm. Um, but sometimes it does turn into like cutting pieces of the painting off that might not work, or even like adding on um, pieces that like will take up other areas of space around the painting to sort of form a composition. Um, But yeah, everything is cut by hand with a coping saw. It takes me a long time. (laughs) Um, And I've got a really strong right arm now. So, um, but yeah, thank you. I love how you finish the edges too. And like my heart leaps every time I see neon. So it's like, this is (laughs) such a great, amazing, beautiful show. And the edges are, you know, really thoughtfully finished with um, a color that will really uh, help the painting. It literally will jump off the wall. I kind of feel like, and you kind of get that little edge Mm -hmm. of the color, Mm -hmm. which I think is really, really beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been, um, it was kind of an experiment at first. Actually, the painting that you guys put on the website um, was my very first one that I ever, like, 
painted and then cut out. Originally, I'd just been painting on wood because I just I really like the reactivity of the surface. I like mm-hmm. how hard I can press against it. Um, I I was always that kid that was like breaking their pencil lead when writing notes at school, and like I just I have a really heavy hand, you know. <laughs> so I love canvas, but I also feel like it's um it's just like a softer medium and like I don't um, it's too delicate for you it's delicate yeah yeah. and like I like to be able to like really like go in on a piece sometimes and like really because I I like to use a lot of like wax pencil carandash materials that like unless you press really hard Mm. um you kind of you you can just get like a very wide range of uh results I guess from uh that material um but yeah that's how that's how my wood cuttings came out to be is i just painted something and i was like you know what i don't know if i like the background of this like what if Mm. i just like try cutting it out and um and so i did and it's been that way pretty much ever since well take us through some of that story uh like you mentioned when you were a kid like what what's your earliest memory of like making art and like how has that gotten you to where you are today so my mom um before i was born she worked on like stephen king movies doing set design we um, have a whole new podcast yeah. idea. <laughs> okay, great. um and she did some other movies too but like she she did the, wow. the outdoor set design for pet cemetery for graveyard shift um creep show 2 and there's like a bunch of other smaller films that she worked on too but like um, by the time that I was, you know, I existed, she was then a teacher of um, acting, set design, theater at our local high school. And um, she worked really hard and she was a single mom and I was her only kid. And that meant that I came with her a lot. So I had power tools in my hand from the moment I could basically like use them and uh, was really like driven to think about like my environment as something that I could build and in, like influence with my creative sensibility, I guess. Um, and it just like, it just spiraled from there. I was always really inspired by like, um, like I grew up loving Shakespeare. I love like the sets, set design for like Midsummer Night's Dream or like Twelfth Night or uh, The Tempest, like anything mm. that's got like a very like natural landscape that uh, has like layers of like what's going on in the background. Like there's this whole other set of like, uh, characters of like fairies and like sprites who like know what's going on you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then the human realm of like totally you know they have no idea what's going on um and I just love that like idea of like layering like the sort of like ethereal spiritual realm with the human realm and I feel like that kind of comes out a little bit in my work in terms of like my organic shapes that I I'm very inspired Mm -hmm. by nature and very inspired by like mythology um and yeah that so it's just been it's like spiraled from that from a young age um I actually went to school briefly for interior design but I was down in Florida and the interior design scene down in Florida is just like not for me it's It's, like Blanche's bedroom yeah exactly (laughs) I like I love the natural world and it's very I was in Tampa Bay it was very concrete you know jungle type of landscape and uh, I learned a lot but um it's just something that like I, I took with me. So I guess earliest memories definitely like looking at my mom and like her interpretations of sets and you know her environment. Um, in terms of making art, I've, I I couldn't tell you what my first memory of it was. Wow. It's, yeah. it's just been such a long time. It's just always been a part of your life. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. Yeah. 
definitely. So you're based in Maine, correct? I am. Yeah, I'm from uh, the Bangor area, and then I moved away for college, and then fit, came back to Maine to finish my degree at College of the Atlantic in Bar Harbor. Oh, good for you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, do you have any formal education in art specifically, or is this just always something that's been a part of your life, so you didn't really seek that out? or? It's always sort of been a part of my life. After I decided not to continue with my interior design degree, I came back to College of the Atlantic, and we all have the same um, major of human ecology, and it's a multidisciplinary degree mm. of the study of how humans interact with their environments and vice versa. And a lot of people choose to go like a more scientific route there's like a big um marine bio program there uh, a lot of people do pursue arts i was still sort of in that groove of wanting to focus on like architecture and built environments um that's always really fascinated me um but then i got a little bit more interested in like traditional craft and how mm -hmm. humans have like evolved to make things that like were necessities beautiful Mm. Um, and I did two different internships in woodworking. I'd worked for a cabinet maker and then I also worked for a, like a fancy home builder. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I did my final project. I was, uh, studying traditional rug hooking artists of coastal Maine, um, who are, I mean, rug hooking has really like had a resurgence in the last couple of years, yeah. but, um, these, I just interviewed a bunch of like older ladies who, have never been recognized for their work and they are just sitting on a wealth of like unbelievably gorgeous rugs that take hours and hours and hours to make and uh yeah and I just got very fascinated of like you know that a rug is something that you really need you know what I mean and a coastal home to keep your floors yeah, sure. warm and everything and it's practical exactly it's practical but they made it into these things that are just so like beautiful you know and uh that's always just really you know, had a very special place in my heart, I guess. And maybe there's some ties, for some, you've drawn some inspiration from that type of work and, mm -hmm. and added it into some of what you do as well. And one thing that I'm really drawn to when I look at your work is you, you mentioned bold, but the colors are just, it's such an assault, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. really arresting when you walk in and mm -hmm. you see these on the wall and just like how like stunning they are. And it's just, I, I love your choice of, just like the most playful colors you can put together in one piece. So mm -hmm. what what inspires you, What your color palette, I guess? You know, oh gosh. As I see you yeah. wearing a beige hat, a <laughs> white know. shirt, I, I would think you would come in like Liberace, <laughs> I, you know, you, looking at you. I would think, yeah. I, you know, I love, um, I love to look at it. I love to look at color and I love to like see it and be around it. Um, when it comes to, like, my own personal, like, sense of, like, style and dress, like, my home is loud. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, personally, I, I work in an environment that, like, requires, like, PPE and a uniform. And I always mm. – and I, and I have for a really long time. And I just grew up really loving the uniform. I was always really, like, jealous of kids that got to go to the private school that didn't have to pick out an outfit sure. and didn't have to, like, be judged about what they were wearing as, like, a – you know, as a teenage girl, I just – hated that <laughs> and now it's more like you know I own 12 pairs of the same Carhartt yeah. pants and I own 12 of the same Carhartt t-shirts and 12 of the same beanie and I just you know cycle through them and it's just really more about like physical comfort for me um but like I I love color yeah. and I love being surrounded by it and like we live in a place up in Maine where like 
there is like an absolute explosion of color at certain times of year mm. um and then it's desolate it's and austere yeah. yeah exactly and like there's so much beauty in that too you know and there i it's just like you just have to go looking for it and you just have to like go looking for it to find it um well you're certainly providing it yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you yeah thank you <laughs> very well <laughs> So the dates for the show, mm-hmm. which I think we should share. Maybe this is a good time <laughs> yeah. to do that. Yes, because we want everybody to come and see this. The, the show will technically open on December 4th, and we are recording right now on the 2nd, so that's why we're plugging this. And then it will close on February 2nd, but we will be having a reception on Saturday, January 6th from 1 to 3. So I hope people will make it and yeah. kind of check this out because the show is amazing thank you <laughs> so yeah we've been big fans of yours for a while yes, and um sure. i can't even remember how we first discovered your work maybe it was at catsman contemporary yeah possibly definitely. yeah okay. yeah what other shows uh do you uh, have you been working on or are you planning in the future or anything coming up right now i've been in talks with um 33 by hand in downtown Portland. Yeah. Yeah. To do something I think in June we were talking about. Um, As of right now, like there isn't a ton on the horizon for me. I personally would love to, I mean, doing art full time is always, it's always the dream, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And my workplace is very supportive of me taking time off if I would like to pursue like a residency. So that would be really next steps for me. I've applied to many and been rejected by many, but I think that's just part of the process and you just got to keep going for it. It's a badge of honor. Yeah, exactly. It happens. And uh, so at this point, I'm just going to pursue residency and then also um, any like, I I would really love another like solo opportunity, um, especially like a larger scale solo opportunity because like right now, all I want to do is make giant work. Um, I just want to make huge pieces of work, <laughs> and uh, I can't stop thinking about it. And I work in a 14-foot by 12-foot studio. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so fitting a full sheet of plywood in my studio to, like, paint and then cut out is uh, an absolute, you know, dance. Um, but it's doable, and I it's really want it. Tetris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? I'm great with space management. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this point, I would just really love, you know, I would love a space where I could really sort of like expand into something larger uh, and push that the boundary of scale for my work well we hope anyone's listening to this but i really hope (laughs) someone is listening to this that has some opportunity (laughs) for you in the future because like if you haven't seen her work go to our website right now (laughs) rochestermfa.org and navigate over to the exhibitions category and and check out her work over at the carnegie gallery because it's really beautiful thank you so much we really hope a lot of people will come and check it out over the next couple of months and and enjoy what we what we love to look at so much thank you i'm so excited to see uh i'm excited to see my work in that context uh that's such a beautiful room um yeah i can't wait i'm very excited to see it now you know all hung up yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes for sure. So, how can people follow along with you? Is it a website? Is it Instagram? How can people get in contact with you and follow along? Home phone number, social yeah. security number, <laughs> blood All of my type. tax information. You know, um, if you it's almost tax season, so if you want to file for me instead, that'd be great. Mother's um, made name. <laughs> Don't make me watch Pet Cemetery to find out what you're. <laughs> um, 
Instagram's always the best way to contact me or get in touch with me or to look at my work. Um, I feel like I'm a lot more active there. Uh, so my Instagram is just, it's my name, Hannah Hirsch, with a bunch of underscores in there. But if you search my name, Hannah, the palindrome version, H-A-N-N-A-H, yeah. <laughs> H-I-R-S-C-H, you'll find me. Um, I do have a website. It's www.hannahhirsch.com. I am kind of in the throes of redoing it right now so if you do get a like 404 error not found message don't fret it's coming back um but th those are the easiest and my uh email contact is also on both of those too if people need to get into a more formal discussion with me then that's the way to do it awesome yeah excellent excellent thank you so much hannah yeah. we really appreciate it and we're so thankful to work with you and to bring this work to rochester thank you guys so much i'm so excited yes so good to talk to you and those dates again just for anybody listening is the show opens on december 4th and it's going to close on february 2nd there will be a reception on saturday january 6th from one to three visit rochestermfa.org for more information amy that's the end of our first episode i feel like we've been doing this forever and it's only been one yes definitely thank you so much matt and thank you so much hannah of course thank you guys thanks for listening everyone